Good morning and shalom, brethren. We are coming again to you from the Reverend Church Gong Road. We want to thank God who has given us yet another opportunity to be able to fellowship together, to share the word of God with you wherever you are at home. I believe most of you are at home. And we want to appreciate the fact that you have been tuning in to listen to us uh, coming to you and we are almost now used to this as the norm, but we are still hopeful that soon we shall be able to get together and be able to fellowship with one another. Personally, I am missing that day when we shall be allowed to, be, to come together and we can be able to see each other and share some experiences face to face. That is our prayer, it remains our prayer until it happens and we are very hopeful and we have faith that our God answers prayers and soon we shall be able to meet together. But meanwhile, we will continue to come to you through the instrument that the Lord has given us and we are grateful that a time like this, there are very many ways of reaching out to people. God does not make mistake. I said the other day, I wonder what would have happened if this pandemic hit us 15 or 20 years ago when internet was not available uh, and other social medias that we are using today we are not available. But God in his own ways knows how to arrange things. He knew that such a time would come and we would still need to communicate and therefore he arranged and made it possible that there will be this new invention technologies to enable us to communicate and we are grateful to the Lord. I would also like to thank all of you. You have remained faithful. Uh, most of you have been tuning in. Others have been calling each other. There has been a lot of engagement and communication and we are also grateful to various groups that have been able to meet through again the various uh, uh, methodologies that technology has provided. House fellowships have continued. Groups have been able to continue to fellowship, to meet, men have met, the ladies have been meeting, and as the youth also have been meeting, and even the ladies, uh, the young ladies have also been meeting, and we want to thank God for this opportunity that he has granted to us. So we give God all the glory and all the honor. I feel just before I share the message that the Lord has put in my heart, I would like us to, to pray. Now request that allow the Holy Spirit of God to minister to you today. Um, the word that comes to you is from him. It is really not from me. That is God's word, and God's word is actually his message 
to us. So allow him to minister to you. Even as I pray, pray for the spirit of revelation uh, to come upon you so that you may hear and understand what is this one word that God has for you and me today. Shall we pray? Father in heaven, we are grateful today that we have this new day that you have given us. We are able to come together, call upon your name, and you hear us when we pray. We may not be together uh, because of the situation that we have found ourselves in today, but you are with us wherever we are at home. We ask the Holy Spirit to come and minister to us today, to reveal to us what is in the heart of the Father, what is in the heart of Jesus for us today. We ask that you will interpret the message that you want us to hear today. We ask that you speak directly to each one of us. And we also ask you to meet our needs because we also have needs. And we ask that you meet those needs even as we continue to listen to your word. May miracles, signs take place in our lives. We ask that healing would also take place even as we share this word today. We ask this in Jesus' mighty and holy name. And we all say, Amen. Today, I would like us to first of all read the scripture from the book of John chapter 2. Um, and then I will explain what is it that the Lord wants us to learn from this text this morning or today. The book of John, chapter 2, um, I'm leading from New King James Version. Most of the scriptures that I'll be quoting are from that version. On the day, on the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there, was there. Now both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding, and when they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. Jesus said to her, Woman, what does your, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servant, whatever he says to you, do it. Whatever he says to you, do it. Now there was, and I would like you to take note of that, verse 5, the words, whatever, or the phrase, whatever he says to you, do it. For that will form, probably, the, the, I mean, will form the, the theme of our message uh, today. Now, there were set there six water pots of stone according to the manner of purification of the Jews 
containing 20 or that gallons apiece. Jesus said to them, fill the water pots with water. And they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, draw some out now and take it to the master of the ceremony or the feast. And they took it. When the master of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine and did not know where it came from, but the servants who had drawn the water knew, the master of the feast called the bridegroom and he said to him, every man at the beginning set out the good wine. And when the guests have well, are well drunk, then the inferior is brought. You have kept the good wine until now. Verse 11 says, this beginning, this beginning of signs, Jesus did in Cana of Galilee and manifested his glory and his disciples believed in him. This was the beginning of signs that Jesus did in Cana of Galilee, or if you like, the miracles, the beginning of miracles, signs that Jesus did in the, in the Cana of Galilee that manifested his glory, and we are told his disciples believed in him. What is it that we want to learn from this story? It is a very important story to me, and even to all of us, and even to the scriptures. Why do I say it is very, very important? We are told this is the beginning of science. Jesus did. In other words, it is actually said and recorded that this was the first miracle that Jesus performed. Um, and therefore, it is very important because it sets the base for whatever else is going to happen. It is a sign it, that shows there is something that is going to happen in future or in the ministry of Jesus from now henceforth. Let's look at the setting first. Jesus, the mother of Jesus, happened to be in a wedding in Cana of Galilee. We are also told that Jesus and his disciples were also invited to this wedding. And when they were there, we are told again, they ran out of wine to feed the guests. Wine was used those days. It was an important drink that was used in festivals. And for wine to run out, it was a big issue. It was going to be a big embarrassment 
because the guests were still there, the wedding was still going on, and they needed to keep feeding them or providing for them. The supply of wine ran out. And what did the mother of Jesus do? He went to Jesus and told him, they have run out of wine. And we are not told why. We can only probably assume that the mother of Jesus was an important guest all in this wedding, all he was part of it. It could have been a relative's or a friend's wedding, and she was taking a very important role. We could assume probably she was the matron or the caterer or whatever she was supposed to do or be the one who was in charge of uh, supplies or to ensure that the supply is flowing. And when she discovered they have ran out of wine, she goes to Jesus. And Jesus would ask her, woman, he, Jesus was not being disrespective. That was the way the Jews addressed a respectable person. And especially when it was a lady. When the word woman is referred, it was respectful. It is not uh, like the way it is used today, today, or the assumption that we would make that probably he was being disrespectful to the mother. No, he was very, very respective, and that's why he was addressing her as a woman and not my mother. Uh, uh, what, does your, what does your concern have to do with me? Please note the question. What does your concern have to do with me? What does that concern you have to do with me? This is your affair. It is not my affair. What does this have to do with me? And then he adds and says, my hour has not yet come. This is interpreted to mean that the time for him to start performing miracles that would uh, reveal him or give an indication that he is the Messiah was not yet, had not yet come. And therefore, he felt like he is being set up, you know, to do something that he is not ready or the time has not come for him. He would have said no, but Jesus chose not to say no, but to accept to help as the mother has requested. And the mother would tell the people, whatever he tells you, or the servant, he tell, tell the servants, whatever he says to you, do it. And as I said, this is like the theme, whatever Jesus tells you to do, do it. And we are told, of course, there were six jars or pots of, of, that were used uh, for water uh, because the Jews would have a religious ceremony of, I think, washing their feet or something like that. And those jars were used to contain the water that was used for that kind of ceremony. And he told them, fill those jars with water. 
It's, a, it's amazing because the jars were meant to be the water, you know, you know, those jars were meant to hold water for washing. But he tells them, fill it. But since they've been told by the mother, do whatever he tells you, they obey and they do it. And when they feel, then he tells them, take it now. Take some of it. Draw some out now and take to the master of the feasts. Jesus decides to do things the other way, which means Jesus was trying to change the way things have already, has always been done. That's the first thing we can learn from here. Why did he do it? Why did he give them the best? To change, because they were used that the best comes um, um, earlier. Yes, I think, I'm, yes. The best comes before the worst. So that when they take the best and they are drunk, even if they take the worst uh, or, or the, low, the lower grade of wine, then they will not know what they are taking. In other words, they will go home thinking that that wine was very good throughout, but there was a portion of it that was not. But Jesus has come to change the order of doing things. That's the first lesson that we can learn from here. The second lesson that I would like us to learn from here, it is although the hour of Jesus performing miracles is not yet come, although the time is not yet, Jesus changed or decided to yield to the need because of the need that was there. He acted to satisfy the need of the people, not his own need or requirement. In other words, he was moved with compassion. And because of his compassion, when he looked at the situation, the mother has come to him and there is need to be addressed. Though the hour was not yet, he adjusted to the needs of the people. The second lesson is that Jesus will always adjust to the needs of the people. Amen? The Word of God tells us that wherever he went, he did good, and that he was moved by compassion. He healed the sick. He raised the dead. He cast out demons based on the needs of the people. And we can see he was coming to this wedding, invited as a guest. He did not come as a miracle worker. As a matter of fact, the people did not know him in that, that way. Probably the mother, because she had information from the angel, the type of child she is going to bring forth. She had a clue or she had some knowledge that this is not 
and just an ordinary person. He can do more than we think. And probably that is why she approached him when they ran out of wine. Anybody else did not know. So my conclusion, was Jesus coming to perform a miracle? No. It is quite clear. He says, my hour is not yet. But he comes and fights this situation. There is need. These people are in need. They have run out of wine. And I have been requested to assist. What should I do? My hour is not yet. He looked at the people. He saw their need. And he was moved. And adjusted his timing to meet the needs of the people. I said, Jesus will always adjust to meet your needs. And we need to know to understand this. Because sometimes we think that God is very far from our situation. We focus our eyes on the problems more than focusing on him who has a solution. The mother of Jesus would have focused her eyes on the problem that was there. There is no wine. What do I do? Do I run to the shop to buy more wine? Maybe there was no money or maybe the shops were far, very far. The guests are waiting. Some of them have been served. Others have not been served. She chose to go to Jesus to look for an answer. I want to remind us, although we are in need, all of us affected by this pandemic, the solution to our need or the answer is with him, the creator of heaven and earth, who is always moved by the needs of the people. He is aware of your situation. He is aware of your weakness. He is aware of the pain that you are going through. He is aware of the losses that you have suffered. He is aware of the debts that you have incurred. He is aware that you don't have a job. I want to remind you or to assure you, we have seen if he adjusted the hour so that he can meet the needs at that particular hour, he still is capable to adjust for your sake and meet your need. And I want to assure you, focus your eyes on him, not on the problems. Let us stop crying and complaining. Jesus is aware of our situation. Last Sunday we looked at Hebrew 4:15 and we said for we do not have a high priest who is unable 
to sympathize or empathize with our weaknesses or situation. But he was in all points tempted as we are yet without sin. We do not have a high priest. We do not have a Jesus who came from heaven or just dropped from heaven. No, we have a Jesus who was born on earth and grew like us. He is able to identify with our weaknesses. And he is ready to answer to our needs when we call. So do not fear, my brother, my sister. Listen to the instructions that he will give you. Whatever he tells you, do it. And don't argue with him. The servants would have argued and said, but, but by the way, Jesus, even this, these pots are for washing people's feet, and we have already finished uh, with, with that. We are, everybody is, is clean. We are not expecting other people to come. Everybody is seated. Why are you asking to? They would have argued, but the mother had told them, whatever he tells you, please do. And today I want to tell you, whatever Jesus tells you, please do. Don't argue with him. Don't argue with your mind. Many times we argue with our mind. We want to rationalize things. Where shall I get money to pay for my rent? And my salary has been stopped. Because you are used to getting money from your employer to pay your rent. You are not able to see beyond your employer. I am here to tell you, before your employer, Jesus was. Your employer is only a conduit or a pipe. The source is Jesus. And if the source is Jesus, that source is still there. It has not been interfered with. COVID-19 cannot be able to interfere with the source. It's only here on earth. But Jesus is still working. He is still performing miracles. He is still sympathizing with our weaknesses. And he is ready to answer you. Do whatever he tells you to do. If he tells you to wait, wait. If he tells you, start still, start still, and wait and see the salvation of our God coming to us. Whatever he tells us, let us do. If he tells us, go on your knees and pray, go on your knees and pray. If he tells you, lift up your hands and worship, go at that place, lift up your hands and worship him. Those are instructions that he gives you. He will 
will not always come the way we think. He has many ways of doing things. If he was able to turn water into wine, he is still able to turn things to work for your own good. Amen. He is able to do anything. He is able to order your employer to pay you even though they had said they will not pay you because he is God and because you believe him. He is able to order someone else probably who owed you money and they have not paid you for the last five years. And God speaks to them and money comes your way. I believe I'm speaking to someone. And I believe that something is happening. If you do what he says, you we do, you do. Whatever he tells you, do. He will come and you will see the miracle happening. We are told that this was the first sign or the miracle. But what did the miracle do? The miracle glorified Jesus. The miracle glorified Jesus. This beginning of signs Jesus did in Cana of Galilee and manifested his glory and his disciples believed him. The purpose of miracles all signs and wonders when God comes our way, he is trying or he is manifesting his glory. It is not meant for us to boast. It is not meant for you as a prayer warrior to go boasting how prayer for you are. When God comes through in your life and performs a sign, that sign is meant to glorify him. And this is my prayer, because we have entered into a season. We have said again and again, this is a season or a decade or a dispensation of restoration of all things. Although we are in this hard situation, I want to announce that it is through hard situations, it is when the supply of wine is cut off, that a miracle is happening. A miracle would not have taken place if the supply continued. It is at this hour when everything is shaken when you're not sure of tomorrow, when the world is going through a downturn, it is at this time that the believers, those who put their hope in him, will see him coming. When they accept to go to him and they are willing to do whatever he tells them, he will manifest himself and he will be glorified 
through your situation. So you may need to look at that situation in a positive way. You may need to say, this is an opportunity for God to glorify himself. Let's wait and see what will happen. Instead of crying and complaining that you have lost a job, why don't you look at it and say, this is an opportunity for God to glorify himself. Because he is going to supply our needs, not from the sources that we are used to, but we are expecting him to do it his ways. And when he does it his ways, he is glorified. May the Lord be glorified in your situation today. May the Lord be honored in your desperation today. May the Lord be magnified in your weaknesses today. May the Lord be exalted in everything that you are doing today. And the second thing that we are told is that his disciples believed in him. This was the first miracle. He has just picked a few of his disciples. He has just picked Andrew and Simon and Philip, John and James. They had abandoned their nets when he saw them fishing and he said, come and follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. The Bible says they abandoned their nets and they followed him. They followed his instructions. Whatever he tells you to do, do it. They followed him. They have not, they had not known him much. Some of them, because they were disciples of John, they had heard John say, Behold the Lamb of God. But apart from that, they had not seen anything else from him. He had not performed any miracles. And therefore, this was an opportunity for them to see who this man they are following is. And we are told, through that miracle, his disciples believed in him. When the Lord performs a miracle, people will believe in him. The non-believers will see it and believe. The believer's faith will be strengthened. So as again, again I said, let's look at our situation. Let's look at our, at our weaknesses in a positive way. Let's see opportunities for God to glorify himself and for people to believe in him. I believe that during this pandemic, Souls will be won to the Lord. Yes, I believe it. There are people who are seeing provisions from God. There are people who, has miracul who have miraculously been healed from COVID-19. There are people who have, God has provided to their needs miraculously. He is doing this to glorify himself. May the Lord be glorified through your situation today and do whatever he tells you to do and remember 
He is moved by your situation. He is willing to adjust the times to meet your needs because he is the Lord and he is moved by compassion. Therefore, do not sit there and whine and cry. Rise up and worship and glorify him and expect him to tell you what to do. May the Lord bless you and keep you and continue to provide to your needs. I believe that word, simple as it is, it has ministered to your heart, it has encouraged you, it has lifted your spirit. You cannot remain where you are. Stop focusing on the problems. Focus on him who is the answer to all problems. And he has come to restore everything to bring honor and glory to his name. And he will disrupt the order of doing things. Whatever you are used to, don't be surprised if you find that the Lord has actually changed all that. The way you expected things to work, they are not working that way. Focus on the new. That's what is coming. God bless you. God bless you. And thank you. Let me pray the final prayer. Father, I thank you for your word. We ask you to minister to us. We ask you to give us the spirit of revelation. Lord, I want to thank you. Someone has heard this word. I believe it is working into their lives. And Father, I pray that there will be testimonies. People will witness signs, miracles in their lives. And through them, you will be glorified. And people will believe in you. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. May the Lord bless you. We want to thank all of you that have been supporting us. You have continued to pay your tithe and your offering that is helping us to meet some of the administrative needs. We are aware that the situation is not normal. Some of you have not been able, but we pray that whatever the Lord blesses you, remember to obey his instructions. Pay your tithe, give your offerings. Do not say it is a hard time. The Lord operates in hard times, but he also expects us to be obedient to his instructions. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you.